And welcome to a new Energy Crew podcast. I'm your host, JP Warren. I want to thank everyone out there for tuning in. And uh, again, this is a, another um, a, a new uh, series, I guess, of Energy Crew podcast, all about where you put your energy. I want to make sure you're putting your energy in the right places. Um, this one, so part of my journey of being a coach is sharing uh, with those uh, uh, out there things that have helped me because um, uh, things that have helped me, whether it's, you know, starting a company, things, what I notice when I, when I see other professionals try to achieve. And honestly, this one kind of hits close to home because I'm going to talk to you. I think I spent uh, the, the last uh, podcast talking to you about my experience with imposter syndrome and kind of how it restricted me, how it kind of held me back and uh, the challenges and the, the struggles that, that I face, uh, that I face. Honestly, I'm going to talk to you kind of today on the other side of that coin, the, the brighter side of that coin on the, um, the benefits that when I really started taking my imposter syndrome serious, when I really started kind of looking into my limiting beliefs and kind of why do I, why am I always self-doubting myself? Why can I never feel achievement? Why can't I feel success? Well, why do I, why does everything have to be perfect? Why am I so controlling? Why this, why that? When I started compounding all these traits, I started kind of, I, I, I needed to look into myself a little more. I needed to find out what was going on. And this, in this episode will be kind of a, a journey um, of, for those out there. And also for me to kind of share a brief kind of a tip of the iceberg um, experience when it comes to me kind of dealing with my own imposter syndrome. So I guess, you know, from the last podcast, we all knew what was going on. We knew that, you know, I started my company two years ago. I was a constant stress ball. I was, you know, I wasn't fun to be, be around with. Uh, you can ask my wife about that. I was constantly stressed waking up in the morning. So I really kind of started, uh, getting real serious about looking at, you know, my imposter syndrome and kind of what would, why was I being driven? by these fear-based emotions, by anxiety, by perfectionism, by not professionalism, perfectionalism, that's a um, by my isolation, by my self-doubt. Why was I being driven by these bullshit emotion that did not serve me, that didn't help anything, um, that would constantly, I would, I would be spending time away from my daughter. I mean, uh, you know, we, we have my wife and I have my daughter, you know, half the time. And, you know, the last day I'd be spending time away from her doing bullshit work. I would be doing, I would find myself, Hey, look, if I was in front of the computer, typing away, doing something, staying busy, then I was accomplishing something. Um, I had to do that. If not, I would fail and I don't want to fail, but then again, so anyway, so look, I'm going to get into kind of where I was and then what happened when I started kind of pursuing, um, is pursuing how to have me stopping and re re reducing and reframing my imposter syndrome, my limiting beliefs. Um, I guess, you know, starting off my career, uh, you know, when I was, you know, 25, 26, you know, my limiting beliefs were pretty much, you know, there's other people getting promoted, other people making more money than me, other people, you know, moving up the ranks faster. I always equated that my limiting beliefs were kind of fine. I was like, ah, well, you have to be lucky. You have to be, you have to know the right people. You have to be in the right shoes. Um, I know that's kind of true, you know, however, I never thought to myself, well, why can't I be that lucky person? Why can't I be in those shoes? Um, I just accepted it. It was a, it was a period of accepting my, my limiting beliefs. Um, however, that beast, and again, um, if you catch the first, uh, the first episode where I talked about, um, imposter syndrome, um, I named my imposter syndrome for those of you out there that have seen, uh, what we do in the shadows, the TV show, Colin Robinson, the energy vampire. 
That is my imposter syndrome. That's what I think of when this dude starts barking up saying, hey, you can't do this. Hey, you sure you want to send this out? Don't post that yet. Make sure it's perfect. Spend another 30 minutes on that and not with your daughter to make sure that color is perfect on that graphic you're going to post on social media that someone's going to see for maybe four seconds. So, okay. So probably when my imposter syndrome really started kind of taking shape, Colin Robinson really started, started taking shape. Um Probably I want to say about a year ago. That's when kind of my, my wife, uh, she kind of, you know, I was having these constant conversations with her saying, oh, like, I think we're going to be okay. I think the company's going to be okay. I, I think I think it's valuable now. I was kind of doubting the value of what I was doing. I was doubting kind of everything. And um, I always it was always one of those like pep talks that I'm sure it doesn't sound fun to pep talk someone who always has self-doubt. Like, oh, are you sure it's going to be good? It's like, yeah, it's going to be fine. Like, can we do something else that's, have this worry himself doubt talk husband okay honey so i really started to kind of look into this probably about last year probably about this time and um and it was it was interesting it was one of those things where I, I, at first i had to realize i just set several things down number one that i was not my imposter syndrome the feelings that i had that i wasn't good enough that things had to be perfect that i was that i was you know lucky um you know, I, I really wasn't offering anything. Shit, I wrote a kid's book that, you know, that I published and I was proud of and all this. And I put it out there and it was very well received. And I could not feel any sort of positive emotion that was attached to that. I could not feel any success. I could not feel any pride. And it was just like, it was more like, okay, what else do I have to do? What else can I do to prove to everyone that I'm worthy? And, uh, you know, I really started kind of looking into this. And, you know, obviously I, I had to separate myself from Colin Robinson. I had to realize that my imposter syndrome, my limiting beliefs, they weren't me. That was just some shit that, that was ingrained in me probably from my childhood. You know, all of, all of our parents probably do the best that they can. I'm not taking anything from my parents, but again, that's some, I'm sure I'm doing something to my daughter where she's going to grow up. She's like, man, I wish my dad did, but look, I'm trying my best too. So I had to realize that my failing, my inability to feel success and inability to feel achievement stemmed from my childhood and again that's something that like look at the end of the day that is what it is like i can't i'm not gonna go back and change but who can i change today me i can change me today not me back then or my parents back then or whoever back then or my coach back then who probably did pick me first whatever it was it doesn't matter i'm looking at myself right now and saying hey look colin robinson you're not a part of me now once i separated myself from colin robinson and began started doing, and again, this is all part of the uh, the coaching program that I put together. And again, I just got certified coaching. I'm super excited to get involved. And I think part of the process of me actually helping others out there is me sharing my story with uh, imposter syndrome and self-limiting beliefs and how I pushed through, not only pushed through, but how I conquered it and how I still conquer it on a daily basis. And um, yeah, so... Uh, Man, that's why I hate doing this live stuff because I really forget where I was. But I had to separate myself from my imposter syndrome, my my Colin Robinson. And once I started doing that, I started kind of taking um, a, a personal accountability on things where I was at in my life because there was no one else to blame. It couldn't be my imposter syndrome. It couldn't be Colin Robinson. It couldn't be my dad. Couldn't be my mom. Couldn't be you know my coach. Couldn't be anyone growing up. It had to be me. I was in control of kind of who I was at that moment. So first thing first, separate separate my imposter syndrome. And I had to realize, I had to tell myself, 
And I still tell myself this to this day, that I am not those limiting beliefs. Those limiting beliefs aren't attached to me. That's just some narrative BS that started kind of spinning in my mind that's stuck. So it's time to kind of like shave that callus off and not think like that anymore. All right. I started working on myself. And what did that look like? Um, I, I, I went from the, the hustle mindset where I always had to be busy, where I always had to be constantly around things, doing work, pumping out emails, doing graphics. Hey, I had a free day. Hey, you're an entrepreneur. That's what you're supposed to do is have free days and chill. But no, I wasn't chilling at all. Any free time that I had, I was plugged in front of a computer on Canva, brainstorming, dreaming, whiteboard. I was bringing work from behind the computer constantly to the dinner table. I was bringing work constantly to my family, the stress, the anxiety, everything to the hustle, constantly. I couldn't turn it off. That was the perfectionism. That was the, hey, JP, if you stop, that was Colin Robinson saying, hey, JP, if you stop working, then you're going to fail. Guess what? Your competition is going to get ahead of you. Okay. Thanks, Colin. You weren't invited here anyway. So um, I was waking up extremely early. I was stressed out. I wasn't really you know, connected to my wife, connected to my daughter. And you know, like, you know, we had Saturdays and Sundays and they'd be playing and I'd be like on the couch with them, you know, or wherever with them, but I'd be on my computer. And again, that was something that like, I didn't, I didn't like that feeling, but I felt like I had to do it. I didn't like being always attached to my computer, but I had to do it. Um, I didn't like always talking about work, but I had to do it. My imposter syndrome was telling me, you better keep talking about it. You better stay stressed about it. You better not enjoy any feeling of achievement, success, or calmness, because that's when you know that you're, you're a fraud. Everyone's going to find out that, but you better stay hustling. All right. So again, couldn't identify with my successes and all that stuff. So after my wife finally got tired of me having these same conversations that kind of spurned out of the blue, when it was a nice afternoon, I just kind of sit up, I'd go stare off in the distance and be like, Oh, what is that, honey? We're going to be okay, right? I mean, this, this is why. So we got this going. We got crew club happening. Crew club's good. And she, finally, she's like, stop. You really have to face what's going on here. So I started to face what's going on. And that's kind of so it, it wasn't sustainable. It wasn't suitable for me to stay in this stressed ball zone. Um, and again, I visualized just being like a stressed ball um, for a long period of time. It wasn't sustainable. So I had to really take a look at myself and kind of find out what I was doing to number one, avoid or shut Colin Robinson down the unhealthy way. And I was drinking, I was boozing a lot. There was no, why, what are you going to do? It's, you know, you know, my, you know, crew club is, you know, hosting events. It's hosting these little intimate, private, you know, exclusive networking events. And that's what you do there. So I really started thinking about that. That wasn't sustainable for me to continue drinking at these things. So I started taking myself serious. I started kind of, um, kind of realizing like I did have value to this. This wasn't just people getting together and having whatever. So what, what happened when I really started focusing on, on attacking my self-beliefs and this again, this kind of, this isn't a pitch, but this does tie into my coaching uh, uh, program, my coaching journey and what I want to do to help people because I've been there. I've been through that mud. I've been through that, that rut of waking up early, constantly being stressed, can't get out of my own way. Not getting out of your own way is the most frustrating things. Um, so anyway, so what happened when I really started facing my imposter syndrome? When I started, and the, the whole point of my coaching thing is reducing your imposter syndrome and reframing it. 
this microphone is so weird. I have to go like high to go. So it's, it focuses on reducing your imposter syndrome and reframing it. All right. The first thing, when I started reducing it, um, I started kind of uh, putting more weight, more cargo onto the cruise. Um, I was like, I started believing it a little bit more. I realized that, hey, look, you know, I started kind of putting down evidence-based reasons why I was where I was at. I wasn't, a, I didn't, before I was faking it, before I was a fraud, before I was getting by on, you know, smoke and mirrors, I started putting evidence based on what I was doing. No, this many people are coming to your events, this level of people, this people want, da, 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 da. I started providing evidence on where I was at because of where, what I was doing. Um, again, then I shifted into the reframing everything. And so what happened? So I, once I really started diving into this journey of, of identifying limiting beliefs, reducing it and reframing it, um, I stopped drinking. Um, last February, probably the end of February, I just decided to, hey, look, it's not serving me. I'm waking up with anxiety. I have these, I have two or three events a week. I can't keep entertaining, drinking, and doing this that much. I can't keep doing this with all this self-doubt in me, with all these limiting beliefs and this, this voice, Colin Robinson, telling me that I'm faking it, that you know, I'm a fraud, that I'm a phony, that I'm a piece of shit. All this stuff that my imposter syndrome was telling me started going away when I quit drinking. I, now, now here's, don't get me wrong. I'm not on top. Hey, you need to quit drinking too. Not at all. This is my personal story. Y'all do y'all's own story. Um, no, don't get me wrong. I'll still have a martini every now and then. But it's probably on a special occasion. It's probably very rare that I'll have um, a cocktail or a glass of wine or something like that. Only if it comes to this. But that's what what's every four, six weeks, eight weeks, maybe. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so quit that. Quit nicotine. Um, I was a huge Zen, Zen dude and hitting that jewel. But again, that was part of, you know, uh, the, the behind the scenes stuff. I would cope. It was my nervous tick and all stuff. Quit that. Um. Once I started kind of facing it again and reframing it, I started kind of getting more confidence. I started getting more motivation. I started kind of believing, I guess, in myself a little bit more. So I not only quit all that bad stuff for me, I started doing good stuff for me too. I started um, this besides the morning, but I'll, I'll get into the business stuff, but not the not my morning routines and all that stuff. But I started another company, Exec Fruit. Where's Exec Fruit? Exact for it. I started exact for it. Um, and that's something that's kicking off in January 2024. But again, I would have done that if I, if I, an executive crew, no way would I have believed that I could do that if I was listening to my Colin Robinson for the past, you know, three years. No way I would have said, yeah, let me, let me get around a room full of executives and founders. Um, and all that I'm organizing because, yeah. Uh, I'm not a fraud. No, I started believing myself. Let me do this. Not only that, I pursued in a coaching certificate. So I believed in myself. And before, I mean, who was I to talk to a CEO about how they navigate themselves or how they run a company or how they manage a team? Who was I to chat with any founders about what they're going through or anything like that or, or, or guide? Who was I to coach anyone? Um, this is a, this is a this is like a, a one person shop. Like, who am I to coach anyone about leadership? Um, however, 
I talked to uh, 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 Joe Sinnott. I talked to a couple other people. And um, again, I reduced Colin Robinson saying, hey, look, you have no business coaching people. And I reframed that saying, no, you actually do. You've been there. You're vulnerable. You can connect with people. And, you're, and contrary to my wife thinks, I'm a good listener too. So I pursued my coaching certificate. And I just, that was a six-month process. And I just this past week um, got certified graduate. Um, with Crew Club, I put together a newsletter. Why, why is that a big deal? Because before I thought no one really had a, gave a shit what I had to say. Before I thought no one really cared what any of this, and regardless if anyone cares or not, I'm still doing it. I'm, I'm, you know what? It's one of those things where it's like I believe in myself enough where I'm just going to do it. And if, if one person likes it, great. If no one likes it, that's probably not going to happen. But if one person likes it, I'll take it. Um, what else? Um, uh, I can't even read this. Um, I pursue my coach to energy career. Oh, I start. I started this podcast up again. Before I mean, before I let I kind of let this podcast. Um, again, sitting behind the mic, talking to people, talking to strangers, and all that stuff. It's 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 very time consuming. It's fun. It's very time consuming though. But it's also one of those things too. It's like you really kind of have to believe in yourself that other people want to hear you talk. Um, again, I started this up. Not only that, what am I doing these past three? podcast i'm having these ones where i don't have a guest on it's just me talking um and again i've become comfortable being uncomfortable and that's something that i try to tell teach my daughter that's something i try to tell a lot of people get uncomfortable it's okay it's okay the worst thing that can happen is you learning to embrace being uncomfortableness and, and think about that so anyway so I don't think I would be where I'm at if I did not, first off, without my wife getting tired of me and telling me, hey, look, you need to start facing this. You do need to start facing what's going on with you. But why am I so passionate about helping others um, when it comes to imposter syndrome and um, their limiting beliefs, reducing the limited beliefs? And not only that, reframing what their self-talk. Um, I'm passionate about that because it works. It matters. I'm thinking about this. You know, I was talking to my wife. I'm like, oh, you know, what if I, how do I communicate the emotions with, you know, it, sometimes people don't like talking about emotions. How do I communicate the emotions, you know, uh, from imposter syndrome to, I guess, where it kind of makes business sense, where it makes economic sense? Well, I guess the best way to say is this. If I was in a room and, I, you know, and I was, you know, the, leading a boardroom and I have, you know, 10 people in the room. Well, statistically speaking, seven out of 10 of those people have some sort of self-limiting beliefs that are not allowing them to achieve the levels that they could. Why not introduce ways for people to reduce the self-limiting beliefs and increase how they reframe their personal self-talk? It's helped me out tremendously to the point where I was just going crew club, just doing dinners, just having cocktails every night, just coasting by. Once I started really identifying my limiting beliefs, I was able to look at myself. I was able to set goals, achieve goals, continue pushing myself, and not in a way that was, um, and before, my motivation before was for people to feel, that, oh my God, this guy's a fraud. I better start doing more stuff. No, my motivation now is more, I know I can do more. I know because I believe in myself versus I don't believe in yourself. You better keep putting shit out there. So, Again, um, this was a, a, a wonderful journey for me. And it's also one of those things where it's like, I'm still uh, battling this, but it's a lot more fun now. Uh, 
I've been a lot more kind to myself mentally. And honestly, it's worked. I remember, um, again, I just shared this story in the last podcast, but it's such a perfect example because this whole program, this, this IS to the I am journey, uh, this imposter syndrome to the I am journey, this, this thing that you crew is creating that I'm, that I'm building um, is, is, is something that's helped me. I mean, I'm living proof of it. I remember it was last week or two weeks ago. I was in, again, for those watching right there, I was in a lobby. I was out of my zone. I was a small fish, big pond, no business being there. I immediately recognized Colin Robinson when he walked in that door. When he walked in my, when he walked down, sat next to me and started yapping in my ear, you're not ready for this, JP. Hey, you're not good enough. Get out of here, you fraud. You're going to fail. These people talk to presidents and CEOs all day long. But hey, I stopped myself. I was able to identify Colin Robinson, my imposter syndrome. And I was able to immediately shift, provide evidence, personal evidence, why I was there. Not only that, I took that imposter syndrome and turned it to the I am. I am ready for this. I am a badass. I am invited here. I am their guest that they want me to be here. That changed my attitude, my, 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 uh, my, my um, confidence, my uh, being assertive in the meeting. Me walking through that door in that meeting had a completely different energy, completely different vibe because I was able to stop myself and reframe my imposter syndrome. So I know that's a lot, but I want, I want to thank you all for kind of hearing that and, and, and hearing me I guess, ramble for another 21 minutes, but um, I'm really enjoying it. And again, that was part of my journey when I'm dealing with my self-limiting beliefs. And again, I'm there to help others now face theirs and battle theirs and beat, theirs, beat their limiting beliefs, beat their imposter syndrome so that they can achieve the goals that they want to achieve, achieve their aspirations. So I guess if you're sitting there listening to this, grab a sheet of paper. Honestly, think about this. If you were to identify your self-limiting beliefs, the, the, the voice in your head that says, hey, you're not good enough or you shouldn't be here or hey, you're a fraud, what would that thing look like? What would that person look like? Name it because it's not you. Give it a name, give it its own voice. And whenever you start hearing that, put the, those thoughts in that voice because it's not you. I was talking to it could be, you know, uh, the Danny DeVito and the Penguin, Colin Robinson. That, that's I mean, that's mine. Feel free to take that too. But what annoying character? Because it is annoying. All right, let's not make this like uh, Henry Cavill walking in and being like, "You're not good enough." Like, damn right, Henry, I'm not. But take someone that's annoying. That is your imposter syndrome because your imposter syndrome is not you. It's just that annoying little thing that's kind of grown that's attached to you. Time to time to sever. So thank y'all for tuning in, Energy Crew. I want y'all to put y'all's energy in yourself in the right way. And uh, we appreciate everything. Talk to you soon.